You're listening to Women Making Waves. We are always being told that breast is best when it comes to feeding newly born babies. But what happens if the mother really wants to breastfeed but is unable to do it? Women Making Waves contributor Louise Wilson talks about this to Jackie Hughes, who is the strategy manager for the Northwest Human Milk Bank. They are also joined by Jackie's niece, Hayley Hendy, and her baby son. And we now have one of the biggest suppliers of donor milk across the country. And donor milk is predominantly used in neonatal units for very premature babies. We've had people donate in excess of 80 to 100 litres. When you're breastfeeding out in public, you, in some ways you have to just be a bit brazen with it. Because it's the most natural thing in the world and it's the whole reason that we have boobs. Northwest Human Milk Bank Strategy Manager Jackie Hughes joins me now and she's also with her niece Hayley Hendy, someone who has first-hand experience of the service. We're going to talk about the human milk banking but also I want to get to know you a little bit better. What's your background Jackie? My background is that I trained as a general nurse, didn't stick at that for very long, went straight into midwifery training and became a community midwife which I really enjoyed lots of home births very normal slid somehow into NHS management which was not good but that's (laughs) when I had my first introduction really to milk banking where Chester had received some charitable funds and they set up a very small human milk bank so that premature babies could receive donor milk from mums I got really excited about this project and was lucky enough to be involved with a collaboration with Wirral which is uh, about 15 miles from Chester. And I, in my role, brought both milk banks together to make one much larger milk bank and stretch our reach, if you like. And we now have one of the biggest suppliers of donor milk across the country. We are supplying Ireland, Wales, all of north of England, and we have satellites in Hull, Preston, Manchester, and obviously um, a small one in Chester, Mm. near where we're based. Why would someone need to access the human milk donation? Okay, well, obviously, breast is best. Breast milk is the most natural food, first food for your baby. And if you can breastfeed yourself and everything's fine, then that's fantastic. But for some women, they're very poorly after they've had the baby, so they might have had a very premature baby and it's taken them a while to get their milk coming through they need to pump because the baby can't actually feed themselves or they've been very unwell they've had a cesarean section or for whatever reason they just cannot produce enough milk Um, donor milk is predominantly used in neonatal units for very premature babies who donates it? I mean, surely there must be some sort of process that it has to go through. Because when I mentioned it to my mum, she said there used to be these human mm. milk banks. But actually, around about the 80s, when the whole AIDS epidemic took hold of the country, a lot of them were shut down. So I'm guessing there must be some sort of screening process that it has to go through. Yes, we have um, quite stringent screening processes initially it's a health questionnaire where we ask about lifestyle smoking medication um, tattoos acupuncture 
blood transfusions. Recently, we've had to ask about Zika virus as well. Is it quite similar to, you know, blood donation, I guess? Very similar. The, The screening process is very similar to blood donation. Once we have... Um, done the initial screen then the mum will be asked to complete a more stringent um, screening questionnaire including information about their sexual health and lifestyle how much caffeine they they have in a day um, etc those sort of general general diet style questions once they've passed all that then we give them lots of information about when they've pumped their milk how to store it we send them bottles which are sterile so that they can pump straight into those we ask that the milk is frozen within 24 hours and we adhere to the nice clinical guideline 93 which means that we need to pasteurize the milk within three months of the first day of expression the mums when we collect the milk also then ask to have blood tests so the usual, very similar to the antenatal screening bloods, including HIV, hepatitis, all the hepatitis, ABCs. And we make sure that that's clear before we can actually distribute the milk. And the ladies donating the milk, presumably it's because they've got excess that they can't use themselves. Quite often we have what we call retro donors, where, again, mums have been in an in in a neonatal unit they've come into contact with donor milk because either their baby or someone else's baby has had it and in those very early days for very small babies they they have a couple of mils an hour and so mums are pumping off hundreds of mils and they store it (coughs) and it enables us to use it um, because it's been stored appropriately and gone through the stringent hygiene we have mums that hear often through social media and word of mouth that they can donate milk they've got excess some people are absolutely amazing donors we've had people donate in excess of 80 to 100 litres gosh but the average is between probably two and five litres mm. and we we take donors from all over the country we work very closely with blood bikers who bring the the milk back to us it's a huge strategical um, effort isn't it yeah effort. Yeah. yeah yeah takes lots of planning now I'm going to speak to Haley. This is your niece, and you've had first-hand experience of using the bank. So tell me why that was. My first-born daughter, Maisie, she was born nine weeks early. So obviously completely by surprise, a little bit of a shock for us all. And, you know, very quickly it became apparent that my body just wasn't ready to produce milk. So I was trying to express, and it took probably a good three weeks or so for my milk to actually come in um, to the point where I would have enough to give her and as Jackie just said at that stage she needed just you know it was one mil you know literally a drop every couple of hours um, and that was done via tube as well so she was so small that she couldn't latch so even if I had my milk there's no way she'd have been able to take it so you then end up in this vicious cycle of you can't have the skin-to-skin contact so that didn't help my milk come in and I was very fortunate that obviously we have Auntie Jack in our family and I knew all about you know donor milk so I was able to ask um, the staff to you know could I use the donor milk and what was it like for you? I mean, in terms of the emotional support, because that must have been quite a delicate time for you emotionally. Obviously, it was a horrific experience. I'm not going to lie in terms of what we went through. And, you know, I'm sat here now with my 10-week-old little boy that I'm very fortunate that I am able to breastfeed. And, you know, we, we and do he get is now. <laughs> he is now. Yeah, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, it was very, very difficult with Maisie. And, you know, she did have... 
you know, a few complications earlier on. So she was in an incubator. So it wasn't even that we couldn't do skin to skin. I couldn't even touch her for the first, mm-hmm. I think it was probably the first five or six days. And then obviously they encourage that kangaroo care, they call it, because that helps them um, to recover. It helps premature babies a lot. And I mean, the staff were incredible, both on the feeding support that I got. So the neonatologist that we had, um, Dr Elizabeth Slight um, down in Bromley, was incredible in explaining what was going on and what we were doing. And Maisie had a mixture of donor milk and she also had an intravenous drip because her tummy just wasn't developed enough to have the milk. So it's a very delicate balance of reducing the drip that she was on and then introducing milk. And, you know, I remember Dr Slight saying to us at the time, that if she hadn't have had donor milk, it would have taken us much longer to get milk because her her gut just wouldn't have digested formula in the way that it, it digests breast milk. So the fact that we were able to access that meant that Maisie recovered much quicker. We got her off the drip. She came out of the incubator. And ultimately, we got her home, you know, safe, well, fit and healthy um, much quicker than we would have done without it. And so, presumably you know, she's uh, fully fit. And, she is, yeah. Yeah, yeah crazy three and a half year old now. So. <laughs> but yeah, and, and like I say, the... The, the emotional support from it was really the neonate nurses on the ward that you're there every day with was mm. is their job isn't it they've they've seen it all so they were they were amazing as well yeah is there undue pressure on women now whether they breastfeed or don't breastfeed and also where they can breastfeed and you know all that sort of thing i mean you're you're sitting here comfortably breastfeeding your little boy and there's no issue but when you're out and about in the public, mm. um, what what does that what's that like? Maisie had donor milk. Then I expressed milk myself, which she took by a bottle for. I managed about three months before my supply just couldn't keep up with her, and then I did have to introduce formula until obviously I started weaning her. So I've kind of been on both sides of it, where she, you know, I've had a a baby that had donor milk, she had my breast milk, and then she had formula, and now I'm kind of in the point where I'm breastfeeding comfortably, and I think. I think a lot of it depends on your personality. I think when you're breastfeeding out in public, you, in some ways you have to just be a bit brazen with it and very comfortable. And, you know, in some ways, I think I'd love someone to say something to me because it's the most natural thing in the world and it's the whole reason that we have boobs. I mean. yeah. But I think if you're maybe a slightly more introverted person, not quite as confident with it, mm. I can see how you would feel quite nervous maybe until you get comfortable particularly those early weeks when you're going out in public and you know maybe you're struggling to get them to latch and you know there might be a bit of crying and that attracts attention but I mean by and large I find people incredibly supportive I noticed yesterday actually in Starbucks um, in Saffron Walden they've got these posters up on the wall saying that they're breastfeeding friendly and you know they'll help you carry your tea to the table and you know don't be shy feeding and asking for help and it's it's little things like that that you think oh and also I think the support from other mums means a lot so the times when I've sat there kind of feeding and you see another mum just give you a smile or you know I had a little old lady come past and be like oh you're doing so well dear you know very little things can just make you feel very at ease yeah so uh, kind of bringing this all to a close then how do you sort of wind down I mean because working in this area mm-hmm. it's got to be fairly emotional from time to time well it is emotional but I've got to say that at the moment I'm really excited by the work that's going on with human milk banking um, as chair of United Kingdom Association for Milk Banks we're really excited that we've got Dame Sarah Story as our new patron who as a successful Paralympian is also a massive advocate for breastfeeding she's an amazing role model for mums she she carries on as an elite athlete and has breastfed both her children and supports other athletes well-known athletes to breastfeed and just giving advice and saying yeah it's great you can do it it helps and that for me is very uplifting 
So although there is really sad stories that we've had, we did support a mum with breast cancer who obviously having had a double mastectomy couldn't breastfeed. We were all really sad. But um, her baby had donor milk for six months and then she sent us beautiful photographs of her thriving son. And the letters that we get, the emails that we get, the telephone calls, the the responses on Facebook and Twitter and all the other social media outlets just is very uplifting and I work with a really fantastic team. Basically on a day-to-day basis it's it's a great job and it's a great service and we just need to spread the word and then family and friends obviously play a massive part in my winding down. Come and help Hayley. It's only 200 miles to drive, but I'm happy to babysit any time. <laughs> He's a gorgeous little boy, isn't he? Yeah. I don't think I'd ever want to be a wet nurse. What would you think, Linda? They used to have that, didn't they? They did, yeah. And to be honest, I've heard lots of stories I'm not sure in the that news. was ever a career, was it? I suppose you could keep that going for quite a long time. I think it was a career. I think they would actually employ women to be wet nurses. Mm. I've got to tell you, I breastfed all my children only because I was lazy and I couldn't be bothered heating up the milk. <laughs> <laughs> so they benefited from your laziness. Oh, absolutely. Could I? I couldn't be bothered. So I thought <laughs> I'm just going to breast milk. But I, I really relate to women who obviously can't breastfeed. It must be very frustrating. And also for women, there's so much pressure to do the right thing and breast is best and it's planted all over the place isn't mm-hmm. it it is you hear it all the time yeah you see i struggled to to breastfeed but i didn't nobody told me until i listened to that interview that when a child is premature which my daughter was that people struggle to um to, to for the milk to come in now i wasn't told that that's interesting it is interesting yeah. nobody mentioned that to me in fact there was one nurse that scoffed because i of how little i produced at one stage and you're talking about somebody on on nurses on the wards oh, that yes. didn't yes it be, and also my daughter was in intensive care so she wasn't with me and that helped that doesn't help as well it mm. doesn't help either it was actually quite difficult but nobody actually said, oh, there are reasons why you're struggling to do this. Yeah. Not one person ever said that. It was just, well, can you produce some milk? We really need it now. And that's another added pressure, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You've just had, just given birth. You're very worried about your daughter because she's premature. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're nowhere near her. So you can't even watch her the yeah. whole time. So that's a real stressful stuff. Oh, yeah. The, the odds were really stacked against you. But uh, but no, not one person said to me, well, well, the reason that you're having difficulty here is because she's not with you. It is because she was premature. So I thought that was very, very interesting. Yeah. I, I dare say now it would be a little bit different. That was nearly 20 years ago. I thought it was quite interesting to hear that one donor can actually give or produce between 80 and a hundred litres of milk. I know, that's amazing, isn't it? How do they I do mean, it? They didn't say over the time frame, though. I think that was all they have given yes. know, in the, in the yeah. time that they were doing it. And some women, you know, they breastfeed to the kids about three or four. That's right. I didn't do that, but yes, that's no, right. It's up to the individual. Absolutely, you know. it is up to the individual. Yeah, and, and the other thing that they mentioned, and I feel very strongly about that we should be allowed to do, is breastfeed in public. Yeah. It's a big issue, isn't it? It is a big issue. There are some people who get very, very uppity about it. 
men and women. It's not just... Uh-huh. And it, I, I also think sometimes it might be the older generation. I might be wrong, but I do find that it's such an old thing to think about now. I think, as they said in the interview, that we produce... You know, we have boobs. They're supposed to be used for breastfeed. That's right. That's the purpose. Yeah. 